How can you get a home when the bank says no? This podcast is dedicated to the 1 in 10 homeowners denied each year by the banks. Welcome to the pre-approved podcast. I wanted to take a minute to highlight one of our more recent success stories of getting a homeowner into a home when the bank said no. So this individual was brought to our attention by a realtor and said, hey, I heard of you guys. This person was under contract to buy this home. Something with financing fell through. Can you help them out? So we stepped in and we started to take a look at it, um, reached out to the individual, and they shared their contact with the mortgage loan originator who said, yes, that's the case. Um, We can't confirm that he can get a loan in six months, but with no documentation change, he should be able to get a loan in six months. But the only reason he wasn't able to get a loan was just because of the six months due to employment history gap. So when you move jobs between two different employers or maybe two different fields, sometimes that can be seen risky for loan originators. So for this particular mortgage loan officer, she said, yep, I can get them approved. It just has to be in about six months. Well, the client came to us and said, well, I don't want to lose the house. I'm under contract. If this waits six months or a year, I'm probably not going to get this house. So we took a look at it and said, yep, we understand it's it can be disappointing, especially when you're denied thinking that you had the option. So this is where we help people navigate around the bank. So the first thing that we told them was, well, you could just wait and wait the six months. Maybe it'll still be on the market. Maybe he wants to do like a rent back so you can rent it for six months. Or maybe you just need to talk to a different loan officer that doesn't require the same six months. So he was really frustrated. He just wanted to get into this home, kind of felt frustrated, a little bit mad that He was originally pre-approved and then couldn't quite get it. And we think it's a little bit silly that even though you changed jobs, you still have a job. Why should that be risky in the eyes of the bank? But we get that they have to follow their own rules and regulations. So we kind of told them how our process worked. We said, okay, let's get your application. Let's figure out if you're approved for this shopping budget. We'll, We'll then order the inspection on the home, get an appraisal on it. And if all that clears through, We're going to buy the home and then we'll sell it to you on a lease option so that in six months or 12 months, when you do go back to the bank and say, hey, look, my six months has turned up, nothing's changed on my credit, I'm ready to buy this house, they can simply buy the house with this bank. So we went through all that, we got him approved, got an accepted offer, he scheduled an inspection on the home, and the inspection came back and said, well, this is kind of an older home. The furnace might need some work, there's some, you know, windows that are painted shut, so He kind of said, well, what should we do? And we always recommend using a realtor to uh, put in the offer to make sure and and negotiate some of these inspections to kind of see what we should do. So what we did is we said, well, we have to get rid of and should address any safety concerns first. And then on top of that, really, you're in charge. You can say, well, you can either fix A, B, and C, or I'm walking, or I want some sort of concession. So what ended up is the seller ended up fixing, you know, maybe 70 or 80% of it and then gave the client a home warranty. Now, home warranties um, can be good. They can be bad. Um, Just in this case, with some of the older appliances, getting a home warranty in case your furnace goes out in the middle of winter was was just a good compromise for this particular client. So we kind of went through the inspection. Once that got through, then we ordered an appraisal, went through that, and it just finished up, you know, maybe two weeks ago. But it had this weird contingency in it that there was some asbestos in the siding. So we said, well, we haven't had to deal with this before. 
So we went back and forth, got a contractor to verify that it was safe, and we were all good to go on the closing. So at closing, we had our investor put his funds in, we had the lender, and then we had the client bring their down payment or option fee to be able to move in to the home. All this happened at the same time, the same time everything closed, he got the keys and it started moving in this last weekend. And that's really the the main success that we're trying to do is getting people into a home when the bank told them no. So he could have just kept renting, staying with his parents, staying with friends or family for another six months to a year. But when you find a house that you really want, you think that there's some value there, you really like the floor plan, you think there's some equity that you can play into it, this is where we really shine and say, hey, we can get you into that home. So the numbers on this particular home was, I think it was about $150,000 home. He was bringing 3.5% down, and his monthly payment um, that included taxes and insurance was about $1,500 a month. So he's paying pretty close to the 1% rule of what's going on. So he's building $150 a month in equity, and then as he looks to buy the home in the future and either refinance or buy it outright with the bank, He's then going to use his down payment, any credit that he gets, assuming it's allowed by the lender, to go towards his down payment, or he might need a small down payment just to cover the closing costs with the loan officer. So this is kind of the the first major big win that we want to see in the eyes of the clients is they're actually living in the home, they're building equity into it, they can do what they want, and then this kind of allows them to go to part two, whereas a year from now, two years from now, no no landlord can say, hey, you have to move because I don't want to extend your lease or I want to sell the home. This individual has the exclusive option or the first right of refusal to do what he wants. He could sell the home if he makes a profit on it. He could buy the home or he could just stay in the lease-to-own agreement and continue to build equity, continue to own that home for the foreseeable future. So really putting him in control. Now, there's some limitations on how long he can stay in there, whether that's three years, five years, 10 years. There's some extension clauses, but really our goal is to get him to be able to refinance with the bank, lower his monthly payment, get him on title, and become on the path to normal home ownership, just doing it a little bit sooner. So congrats to our most recent client here in Fargo, North Dakota. Hope you enjoy. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. You can always learn more by reaching out to us at homeequitypartner.com. Have a good day.